Do you want to wake up feeling like you're stepping into who you're meant to be, into the best possible version of you? What if I told you that the key to your best life, health, and happiness are all around you? You just have to find what works for you. I'm Hope Pujaza, and I believe that there isn't just one way to live a healthy and meaningful life, and that all you need is a little inspiration to make changes that last from the inside out. Each week, I'll be sharing tangible tips and inspirational interviews to help you on your journey. These are the steps to take to improve your life and live with purpose. This is Hopeful and Wholesome. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit uh, deeper into the topic of cycle syncing. And I know we've talked about it a little bit with a few guests and I've talked about, you know, eating and seed cycling and that kind of thing according to your cycle. But specifically today, I wanted to talk about working out. And this pretty, I feel like a lot of this is pretty straightforward and a, a lot of you may already um, kind of intuitively know this just because you can kind of, you know, you have the awareness to kind of feel you know, how your energy changes during your cycle. But I wanted to give specifics on it because for those of you who are really working on cycle syncing and working on um, really like working with your cycle and allowing your cycle uh, to kind of work for you rather than against you, I feel like this is really valuable information. And just knowing how to um, you know conserve energy and put it in the best way possible. So you've probably noticed that there's times in your cycle where your motivation and your just kind of overall stamina are there and when they're a little bit lacking, right? When you're like, you know, this workout isn't always this hard, like that kind of thing. And you might find that, you know, just kind of pushing through just doesn't always work this at this, you know, these certain times of the month. And it's not because you're lazy or you like the motivation, but it really is about your cycle. And it's about what's going on with your hormones and how that's affecting your energy levels. So as it turns out, as you may know now, that really most of the research in fitness, I would say majority of it is done on men. And they just apply it to women. And as you know now, if you follow me for any length of time and you've learned anything from me, you know that that's just not, it's just not how it is. Women are not just small versions of men. We are completely different in terms of how our bodies function, how we are physiologically, and how our hormones are, right? We run on a 28-day hormonal cycle. Men run, our 20, men run on a 24-hour hormonal cycle. It, it's not. It's not the same. So that means that any fitness routine or regimen that you quote unquote, you know, felt like you failed at is not because of, you know, the lack of willpower or motivation, but because it was developed for a man, a non-cyclical being like a man that doesn't have fluctuating hormones 28 for 28 days, right? It just, it just doesn't work. So you are in fact, a cyclical human and your, your hormones run in a cycle. And this is why Many women, and I've talked to a lot of women, and they get so down on themselves, but the quality of the workouts differ during different parts of the menstrual cycle. That's just how it is. So to really sync with your cycle and take care of yourself and in your body too, right? So you're not just kind of pushing your body into the ground and kind of um, wearing out your hormones and stuff. Um, Yeah, I think it's important and it's super supportive. So let's kind of look at what your cycle looks like um, and what our hormones are doing. And then we'll talk about like best exercise. So let's start day one through 14 as a review is your follicular phase, right? So this is the first day of your period through ovulation. And first day is the first day of bleeding. 
Okay. So during this time, your estrogens level rise because it's preparing your body for ovulation. So when we're looking at at how our body is functioning here. And well, actually, let's break this into two pieces. So let's look at the early follicular phase, right? So when you're on your period, right, you might find like low intensity exercise feels better. And now I do want to say this for just know that like your your actual like when you're on your period, that is a part of your follicular phase, but we're going to kind of talk about these separately, like your period and the rest of your follicular phase separately, because um, there are some differences. So just going to say that, but when you're on your period, you might feel like, feel that, you know, more gentle, lower intensity exercise feels a little bit better, maybe like a walk or a stretch, um, yoga, right? All of this kind of feels better and it kind of matches your energy level. Um, it's totally normal to have lower energy levels the first day or so, um, for your first couple days of your period, especially the first day. Um, and then, you know, especially if you're dealing with, you know, PMS symptoms, like you have cramps or headache or whatever, right. It, it kind of all goes with the territory. And I will say that when you're on your period, I know it's tempting to, you know, throw the covers over your head and just sit in bed all day. It is actually really supportive to move. It is. Even if you're not doing anything high intensity, moving does help. And exercise can help with cramps. It helps with energy. It helps your mood and just kind of gives you that overall sense of well-being. And, you know, it may not feel like it at the time, but it really does help. And so just know that at the beginning part, this early part of follicular phase, you might want to just go on the lower end of things, right? And and give yourself a break. Give yourself a break and do more, you know, like yoga Pilates, maybe light weights instead of heavier weights, right? Maybe something like swimming could be really um, supportive. Just keep it low and slow. Now, let's look at the later follicular phase. So this is basically when your period ends, like the end of it, to ovulation, which is in the middle of the month or the middle of your cycle. So increased estrogen testosterone during this phase can make it easier to build muscle. So this is really when it benefits you to do cardio and strength training routines. So really amping up the weightlifting, resistance training. Um, this is when you can really boost that up and really see some results. So you might find that around like day three to four of your period is kind of when your energy starts to boost back up, right? Your your exercise, your and your your um your stamina kind of follows that. You feel like your energy kind of comes up, and then okay, okay, I can last a little bit longer in these workouts, right? So, with that being said, think um amping up a little bit, right? So think like add in like hit training or add in running or cycling. Um, body weight exercises, weight training, just amp it up a little bit and just know that you have that extra estrogen and testosterone that makes it more supportive for you. It's really ideal for weight training. So keep that in mind. Now let's look at ovulation. So this happens about mid-cycle, right? And it's it's really just a one-day long event. And in order to trigger ovulation, estrogen levels have to peak and that's what happens on this day. And so following ovulation, your progesterone levels start to rise. And then after the day after is when your luteal phase sets in. So prior to ovulation, your estrogen and testosterone rise, and then it peaks and then it goes back down. And so energy and stamina and physical and mental endurance, all of those things are going to increase during this time, thanks to all these hormones. And so during ovulation, again, you're going to kind of feel more energized, right? You're going to feel, it's, it's going to feel kind of like the, you're at the peak 
the peak of your performance in this time of the month. And so you're able to withstand uh, maybe longer workouts, maybe more intense workouts. Um, again, kind of sticking to what I was talking about in that later end of the follicular phase, more like hit training, weight training, resistance training, um, maybe going harder with the runs or the cycling, you can work out a little bit harder. Now let's look at the luteal phase. The luteal phase is day 15 to 28. And of course, all of this is assuming you have a 28 day cycle. If you don't, they just kind of adjust from there, right? It just kind of base it on when the day one of your bleeding and then when you ovulate. You can go back to listen to a few other episodes to learn more about kind of like tracking. If you listen to the episode on seed cycling, I delve in a little bit more on that. But anyway, about the luteal phase. So this is the phase after you've ovulated, right? So your body starts to produce more estrogen to trigger ovulation, and then it comes down. Um, And so during this phase, progesterone levels rise and are at their highest. And this is going to kind of change how you feel, right? It's going to start to change. Maybe you start to feel your energy shift a little bit. Um, maybe there's a decline in, in how you tolerate exercise, right? Maybe you have a little bit, you know, a little bit harder time with, with motivation and in, in the stamina endurance to keep going. Our waters can tend to retain more fluid, more water during this time. And so it can make it a little, a little harder to cool down from exercise. Um, and it can, it can really hinder your workouts because you, you can tend to get heated faster, right? <laughs> um, side story here. Um, you know, as you, you know, you've heard of hot flashes and stuff when it comes to menopause. And, um, and that, that's typically what happens to you when you work out because your progesterone levels, it, it, your hormones are so different. And that's kind of where you are in this phase, your progesterone levels have risen. And so it can make you a little more sensitive to like heat and stuff working out and cooling off after, you know, your workout. And, uh, I have a group of ladies in my classes at my studio and we have the menopause section. And so they have all the fans in that side of the room for the ladies in that, in that phase of life. And it's, it's totally appropriate. And that's, I mean, that's what happens. You, you get heated really fast and it's harder for you to cool down. That's what happens. So, um, your luteal phase can be kind of a similar thing. So the other thing that happens is you can, you know, start to feel a little bit more hungry prior to your period, right? In this kind of latter half of your period, it, it's totally normal. Your body is slightly less insulin sensitive. And so your need for calories and specifically carbs is really higher in this during this phase. And so knowing that it's okay in that later half of your cycle to amp up the carbs. So if you're someone who, and this is kind of giving a little bit off topic, because I know we're talking about exercise, but if you're someone who, and you know that I'm not, because I've talked about it before, but somebody who, you know, is a fan of the keto diet or, you know, low carb, I, I'm a hundred percent a proponent that women are not meant to do keto, keto diet 28 days out of the month. But if you are going to do it, then just know the first half of your cycle is going to be more supportive for you to go like low carb. And then during your luteal phase, the second half is when you really amp up the carbs. Um, and just know that you need to listen to your body's needs in that way. And, you know, increasing your calorie intake by 5 10% is totally fine. Increasing your carb intake substantially really is a good idea. And knowing that you can use that for to really support and enhance your workouts as you are kind of your, your endurance and stamina kind of wanes a little bit. That can be something that gives you a little bit more energy to get through. So best exercises during the luteal phase. So after you've ovulated, you start to feel a little bit more sluggish, um, a little less energy. And um, these fluctuations are going to kind of last until, you know, you hit your your cycle till your period starts. So again, this is all about listening to your body first and foremost, but just know that 
if you need to slow it down, then slow it down. So maybe you're, it's kind of middle of the road here in terms of endurance, right? So whereas in the follicular phase, especially the beginning, right, you're doing more like low and slow, low, slow, low impact, low intensity. And then, you know, when it gets to that latter half and into ovulation, it's like, okay, let's amp it up. So this is kind of middle of the road. So maybe you're still doing cardio, but maybe it's not as intense, right? Maybe you turn your one, your, your one, your run into a hike, right? It's not quite as high impact and high intensity as a run, but it's still a good workout, right? So um, just kind of listening to your energy levels here and where your energy is dipping and knowing that it's probably going to change, especially as it get, gets closer to your period. And then it starts all over again, right? We get to your period, especially the first like three days. I would say the first three days of your period, really taking it easy and honoring your body and going low and slow with the impact and the intensity and knowing that that really not doing anything is really not supportive. So doing something to move to um, you know, help with blood flow and endorphins and all those things that can help with symptoms. So that being said, um, you know, I have, I haven't worked with a whole lot of ladies in this field, but I know that this is a really common thing. And you hear about, um, you know, exercise affecting periods. This is when, so when, 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 a, when a woman loses her period, it's called amenorrhea, right? And this is a real thing. And this can be caused from multiple things, um, under eating and, and especially exercising, or over exercising and under eating, like the combination, that combination is is deadly, right? But all in all, just know that if your exercise is affecting your period, that's a real problem. That's a real problem. And it's it's really gonna have some long-term implications. So I just wanted to put a note in there at the end because it it does happen. And um, or even if it causes it to be irregular, that's a really good sign that you're over-exercising. And that's why I love this cycle syncing. I know it's, I feel like it's kind of a, I don't know, maybe it's just in my role, but I feel like it's kind of a trendy thing right now that more and more people are talking about it and talking about like how to work with your cycle. And I just love it because I don't know. Well, first of all, we were never taught any of this and I don't know about you, but like I've talked before and <laughs> these episodes where like the extent of your period that you learn in school, it's like, oh, women bleed. And we have a cycle and we have babies. Like, I mean, literally, that's the extent of it. And so to know that you, A, can understand your cycle and know what your follicular phase is and your luteal phase, right? To know, even understand that. I know I didn't learn that in school. Maybe you did. Um, and then understanding what that means for your body on like a physiological, energetic level that we can actually do things to support that and to support our energy levels. We're in these different phases. I mean, I think this is... Honestly, I think this is groundbreaking stuff. I know that sounds so dramatic, but I, I really do think that this is the wave of the future and women's hormones. And 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 because like hormonal imbalance is such a real thing. And I, I had I did a podcast interview yesterday. And we were talking about that because I mean that's probably one of the most common things. And you know I've said it before that the hormone issues, it's a, it's just a side effect, right? It's it's not the actual root cause of what's going on in the body, but it is such a real thing. And I feel like if more of us understood this and if we can teach our daughters, like even more importantly, for those listening that have daughters, like teach your kids this stuff, y'all. Teach your kids this stuff. I wish this is stuff we would have learned in school or at least somebody would have known. And I would say that our moms would have taught us, but our moms didn't know either. Like, honestly, like we just weren't taught this stuff. We we really weren't. So teach your kids this stuff and allow them to know what it means to work with their body and to understand their body and to be able to like 
honor their body in a supportive way, that's, I think that's the power of this is us learning it and passing this down, that this could be the wave of the future in women's hormones where it's, you know, we don't have to resort to birth control and all these other things to balance our hormones. We can understand our cycle, like, oh, novel idea. We understand our menstrual cycle and we can work with it with food and exercise and know how to support it and really keep stable balanced hormones in that way. So that's my soapbox moment for y'all today. And I wanted to share this because I really do think it's, it's so supportive. And I hope that y'all will share this with a friend and teach your daughters and let this be the way of the future, y'all. I I have hope for all of us. (laughs) Let me know if you have questions on this and I'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening to Hopeful and Wholesome, y'all. If you found value in this week's episode, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review to let me know what you thought. I'd love to know what you find useful in these episodes so I can know how to provide the most value I can to my listeners. And if you have topics you'd like to know more about, I'd love to hear those as well. So shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. It's at the Hope Pedraza, or you can visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Thanks, y'all.